On Only. Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. And now, here's your host and personal guide, award-winning photographer, creative director, and travel expert, taking you around the world in style, Jill Pater. I am your host, Kevin, along with Sam. Sam's, how's it going today? You know, it's going so well. I'm so excited for our next destination. You know where we're going. I do. Do you? I'll do. I'll let you have okay. the honor. We are today. We're going to go to Tanzania. Yes. Do you know where Tanzania is? You know, I you feel don't. like this is a question for our travel <laughs> right? expert. Uh, as always, with us is Jill Pater. Jill, how's it going today? It's going great, thanks. Jill is our travel expert. So, Jill, today we are going to Tanzania. Um, I don't really know where Tanzania is. So, do you mind telling us where it is first? Sure. It's it's in East Africa. East Africa. All right. All right. So we did go with you a few times through Africa already on, on previous podcasts. Now, what is the difference between fuck? Yeah. Could actually, Vincent, could I have you not do that? What? <laughs> could I have you not record the... Oh, I was just seeing a picture. Okay. But... Does it what distract yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. It just makes <laughs> me self-conscious. <laughs> All right. Let's run it back. Okay. Good. So we, weren't, we weren't even a minute in, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. we were yeah. hardly. That's good. all the good shit. All right. Good all right. shit. All the good shit to go. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> we're good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And welcome back to Travel and Style. I am your host, Kevin, along with Sam. Sam, how's it going today? It's going so well. Yeah. Thank Anything you. new? Anything great? Um, I'm just very excited for our, our next our destination. Next destination. Yeah. Um, okay. So today, Sam, we are going to Tanzania. I've always wanted to go there. All right. But guess who we're going to go with? I feel like you know. Wait, do I? Do you? Jill no, Pater. We're going with Jill Pater, our travel expert. Jill, thank you for being with us again today. It's great to be here. Okay. So Tanzania, right? Uh, I don't know where it is. Can you start <laughs> by explaining to us where Tanzania is? Sure. Tanzania is in East Africa. East Africa. Okay, so prior to this episode, we went to Namibia. Uh, how does Tanzania compare? So Tanzania is the we were in South Africa right. and then Namibia. Um, Tanzania being in East Africa is just a uh, it's it's quite different topography. Okay, and uh, you know Tanzanians would say Tanzania is kind of the real Africa. If you tell them you've been to South Africa, they would consider Tanzania that not being Africa. Right. They, they think. Yeah, Tanzania is a East Africa is a real Africa. Um, it's a little bit different topography wise. Namibia was obviously very kind of desert driven. Um, Tanzania is a bit more lush, I would say, definitely more lush when you think of your your typical African safari photos of of elephants and um, and the animals and things. We usually see them coming kind of probably I'd say more from this part of Africa than the southern part. Sure. Um, so what is it, what's it like? You mentioned safari, right? So is there, I mean, what, one, what's it like to be on safari? But then two, is there a big difference between safari in Tanzania versus Namibia? Yes. Very big difference. Um, in terms of the actual packing for the trip and, you know, what you're doing day to day, that is pretty similar. But in terms of what you see, it's actually quite different. Just the the topography, the terrain is very different and the culture is very different, you know, among these three countries that, that we're talking about. So in Tanzania, you know, a lot of people go there, there, it's, it's kind of a safari haven. There are many places to visit on this particular trip. We did Arusha National Park, the Ngorongoro Crater, um, Lake Manyara, and of course 
the Serengeti National Park. Right. So it's just kind of a it's a safari feast, if you will. So <laughs> you say you mentioned culture. So what are what are kind of the big differences in culture um, between you know different uh, just different countries in Africa and and how does that kind of differ? Well, Africa, you know, having been colonized by Europeans, the lines drawn between countries are somewhat sporadic, you know, and so you have different, you have a lot of different traditional tribal cultures and you have, you know, kind of European descendants in all all these places. South Africa has, I would say, more of a mix of culture because you have a lot more, you know, you have a mix of Europeans, you have a mix of of Africans who've been on the continent a long time and indigenous cultures. Um, Tanzania is a little bit more, you know, they say it's probably real Africa because it's, it's, it's more, um, it, it, more people have settled. <laughs> I would say authentic, but people have settled, sure. settled there for quite some time. Uh, that was, I, I was actually wondering about that, like the country's, uh, you know, uh, tradition. How does, how does a culture stay traditionally driven when it has, you know, kind of, welcomed tourists within it. So did you experience a lot of people that are, you know, let's say in traditional garb or like, you know, doing traditional things like and how do you and how do you like experiencing that part of it? Of any country, too. Yeah. In Tanzania, you know, in certain parts and certainly in Africa, we see this a lot in travel documentary. You know, sometimes they kind of put culture on for sale. And so local people are extremely friendly and welcoming. Mm -hmm. But it it has become in certain parts. And I would say to some extent, Tanzania being one of them where it's almost a concern. It's like they're kind of put on display for tourism. Yeah. And that's what drives me insane. I'm I'm trying to. Yeah. So it's definitely there and there are certainly authentic experiences to be had. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, 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 I think it's just, you know, important to kind of ask your guides and ask locals, like, what are things to do that would really be kind of authentic experiences with people versus like the more touristy, Mm -hmm. um, you know, excursions, which I, which I don't think you kind of gain as much insight from. Sure. And so not really knowing the size of Tanzania, um, is there, I mean, quickly, can you compare it to just a U.S. city? Just, to, I mean, is it as big as L.A.? Is it, I'm just trying to get, because I'm wondering, you know, where all you traveled in Tanzania? And is it easy to get around? Is it all like safari feel? Is it? Yeah, so it's, the country is kind of, it's very plush with national parks. I wouldn't say they're, you know, they have major cities as well. So it would compare to a very large U.S. state, right. I would say, the size of the country. Okay. Um, and then. While you're, I mean, is is going on safari kind of the main thing you do there? Um, you know, is is there, I don't know, we've talked about a lot about, you know, some of the different cities, countries you've been to. There's museums, you know, there's architecture. There is, like, is this, is this really kind of true Africa or is it, you know, are there other things to do while you're in Tanzania? So the main driver, I would say, for tourism into Tanzania is, is safari, are these adventure-type trips. Uh, Kilimanjaro is also there. That's a big mm-hmm. drive for climbers. So you kind of have that mixed with safari. I would say that most tourists are going there for that experience. It's to see the national parks and the animals and, and kind of integrate to the extent they can with local culture, for sure. Was there um, – for, for Tanzania in particular, did you go – I feel like we ask you this every time and it's really work and pleasure together. Um, what were you specifically shooting? So there I was I was shooting it for a book called Appropriately African Safari. Oh, makes sense. <laughs> and shooting, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the safari lodges. Right. We went all around the country. We took small aircraft in between lodges, oh, um, that's, kind that's of shot great. that experience. Yeah. yeah. The, the terrain from above, the lodges, the food, the exactly kind of what we're talking about, the safari lifestyle, what it's like. Any, to... any wildlife? 
Yeah, as a part of it, yeah. definitely part of the landscape That's for sure. Amazing. So this is like National Geographic type stuff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, ask, ask right. in book form. Um, how do you say? I know you kind of talked about this. So, so is the big difference between the safari in like Namibia to Tanzania is like Namibia is more desert, Tanzania is a little bit more like green and plush. Um, what would you say was your favorite between the two as far as safari? That's tough, between, especially between Namibia and Tanzania, because the terrain is so different. Mm-hmm. They're on very different parts of the continent, you know, yeah. like literally thousands of miles apart. So it's just it's really hard to compare them. What's your to. personal? My personal preference, I prefer the southern hemisphere okay. for pretty much everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything. I did love Tanzania, though. It's not mm-hmm. without saying they're, they're just very different parts of the continent. Yeah. It's almost like saying, what did you prefer, Canada or Mexico? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're totally their own parts. So when you were... You know, you've been to a couple of different places in parts of Africa. Um, how how are you choosing those? You know, are you is it strictly based off of work? Is it I really want to do a safari? I'm going to go to this country. Yeah, for this particular one, um, I had pitched a company called Ambiond um, to do some social media work and and this book on African safaris. So it was very pointed at doing a safari. And East Africa, I think, usually for a lot of tourists, is the first point of you know, their first safari experience tends to be there. So right. either Kenya or Tanzania. And that's the crazy thing about, I mean, Africa is so massive. So like, big. You, you can really, ex, you know, explore and experience so many different cultures. And I mean, there's Egypt, there's pyramids, there's the jungle, the desert. Um, so it's wild. So is Tanzania, you know, would you recommend it? Would you go back? Um, is it kind of like I've done it once, I'm good? I would say for me, you know, I was pretty, we had a pretty amazing experience again because we were shooting this book and we were doing it specifically on this full experience. So we had a pretty full experience while we were there. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't go back. There are parts of Tanzania that I haven't, that I haven't been to that I'd love, you know, to still love to go to. So you would go back to those places, but I wouldn't do this particular itinerary again, just because there's so much to see. And, you know, African travel is a little bit harder in that it's more expensive, right? You're, you're, there are longer flights. Um, There's less, availability of those flights, generally speaking. So the cost is higher. And then a safari trip tends to be a little bit more expensive as well because it's it's all inclusive, like your food, everything is taken care of by the lodge. Yeah. And that's just a different style of travel. Like these lo- the lodges we stayed in might host like 20 to 30 people. So you think of the overhead that that would take to create right. and there, you know, there's a cost associated with that. And then the in-country transportation is also quite high because you're going from one place to the other. You might be flying and small you get, aircraft. You guys didn't run a, a gold Toyota this time? No, not, no, this time. <laughs> <laughs> now, this time we lived large. We were in small aircraft flying from place to place. Right. But even still, like you doing these game drives and stuff, the roads are pretty rough and it's yeah. it's, it's, it's rougher travel. So I would definitely go back to Tanzania, but not – I wouldn't do this exact safari sure. experience again. Yeah. Because it's, was there yeah. any any safety concerns? I mean, whether it was from the people or from wildlife? You know, <laughs> afraid of getting eaten by a lion? Uh, right? Wildlife, maybe. No, I would say definitely not safety in terms of <laughs> any safety issues in terms of people. But the wildlife, you know, if you haven't been on safari before you haven't stayed at these lodges you know they do in some of the locations particularly where we were in the serengeti you don't leave your lodge at night without calling somebody and same oh, thing wow. with like manyara like if you're you go to bed at night you're walk to your you know you walk to your cabin that's why like, then, well, like do they have a rifle or like to protect you from Wildlife? They're more they're more kind of spotting yeah. um, because they know they're familiar with the land. They're very, you know, 
just experts on mm-hmm. that area. And so if there were an animal, because you're in a national park, yeah. I mean, so even though it's at a lodge, there are animals all around, around and, yeah. and wandering. And you, it's rare that they're going to come up to you sure. in that particular instance. But like in case they did, you wouldn't really know how to. Is, have you experienced in, in any of your safaris where animals have maybe gotten a little close for comfort? <laughs> yeah, we had what was funny. In, in the Serengeti, we had, you know, these little tents. And of course, they have like these, you know, these little jars of like candy and stuff right. like that that are closed. And so when we got back in, I, I went back in to grab something. And all the jars, they're like twist off jars. They were all open and like the nuts or whatever. Whoa. And then were all spread out all over the floor. And it was just really weird because the glass was broken. And, and these things were like all over the room. And I'm like, oh, what, what, you know, so I went and called. And I'm this? like, were we robbed? What happened? And and, and there, you know, so I went and told the the manager. I'm like, I think, you know, and he's like, oh, the monkey. So the monkeys, like, they, <laughs> oh they crawled the monkeys off? again. Yeah, yeah. They That's came in. Insane. They like they broke through the screen. They got through like a little portion of the screen, and then they came in and they like got on top of the desk That's where these jars crazy. were under the jars. Oh my like, goodness! Had a little party in the room right. and then left. And so because yeah. you're like, did we get robbed? And it's like, yes, of candy yes, by, by, by monkeys. monkeys. Yeah, by monkeys. By monkeys. Exactly. You don't see that, you know, everywhere you go. No, you can't. Um. So for somebody that like a first timer that is interested, like say like myself is interested, but maybe could be naive to some of these like things, how long would you recommend um, someone staying and what time of the year would be best to base to experience maybe not um, on the same level um, like what you did, but just still overall see everything that you need to see when you go to Tanzania? So Tanzania being being so loaded with national parks and things, there's so much to do and see that you probably can't kind of get it all in, I would say, on one trip unless you spend a great deal of time there. I would say mm-hmm. for the average traveler, that's just not going to be a reality. Um, and then the other thing you want to keep in mind is the different parks and things all have different like high seasons. So okay. the migration of animals happens at different points in time during the year mm-hmm. in different parks. So the big one that everyone goes to usually is, is August, um, July and August. Okay. Um, that's the that's the big migration mm-hmm. that people, you know, when you see all the animals kind of running in, right. in the Serengeti, that's kind of one. But again, the park is so massive and the Serengeti runs into the Mazamara in Kenya. It's actually kind of the same park. They just call it something different. And so those animals are at different point places yeah. at different yeah. points of time. So you can see migration mm-hmm. at different points of the year. So that's one thing that a lot of people consider in, in going to see there. It used to be that when you'd go to Africa, you know, you'd definitely want to book in time because the flights are so long. But now a lot of people are actually doing kind of these shorter safaris, mm-hmm. um, like five to seven days. I think it, I, I still think that's a little it's too short. Shy. Yeah. yeah. So I recommend definitely two weeks while you're there because, yeah. you know, sometimes it's it's a thing where you're not going to go back to this place again. For, yeah, for a so long while, so you might you might as well kind of like book it into yeah. the. Is, so is there anything to do other than just the safari? You know, I, I guess is there any type of you know without having obviously been to Tanzania. Um, you know, is there any other type of settings or sceneries or, you know, are you, are you kind of there just for the safari? Yeah, you're pretty much there for just the safari. Right. And the cool thing about Tanzania is these places that I've talked about, the Ngorongoro Crater, like Minara, they're very different topographies within the country. So you'd say go to one for like three or four days and then another for three or four days. And while you're there, you do pretty extensive game drives in Tanzania. Mm-hmm. That's another big difference. In Namibia and South Africa, you tend to wake up in the morning, do a 5 a.m. drive, mm-hmm. you know, for a couple hours and then come back and then maybe an evening drive. But in Tanzania, like, they'll do drives almost all day if you want to 
or for oh like gosh. four or five hours. So there's there's just kind of more terrain to cover and it's a little bit rougher. So that's pretty much what you're doing. I mean, it's you wake up in the morning, you have breakfast, you're out on these different game drives all day. They'll bring, depending on the level of safari you're on, they'll bring out cocktails and mm-hmm. lunch and, you know, do different things. But it's it's very much about being in the wild, being in the wilderness. Um, a lot of the lodges have, you know, amazing food and wine. So that's kind of a, that's like the evening activity as everyone comes back, has their sundowner drinks, mm-hmm. has dinner, and then goes to bed and, yeah. and gets up relatively early because to, it, go, to, the, to go to the, the that's, yeah. that's with a sundowner drink. Sundowner, yeah. sundowner right. is, like yeah, that. cocktail hour. We need some sundowner drinks. <laughs> sundowners, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's, you know, as you're saying this, say, you could possibly just be out all day. What are some things you kind of bring with you when you're out all day? So bug repellent. I mean, do you have like certain things right. to kind of prepare you to be out in the wild all day? Yeah. And definitely on safaris, you want to make sure and get a list from the lodges because depending on where you are, there are certain things, you know, certain colors attract certain bugs. So okay. you just kind of want... Did not know that. Yeah. That's good to yeah. know. You kind of want to know <laughs> yeah. like exactly what you should bring. Right. And they're very good at like coming up with that list. So definitely bug repellent and sunscreen. sunscreen. Yeah. The bugs, particularly in the Serengeti, can be quite bad. I mean, they'll 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 come and get you. Do you have a favorite <laughs> bug repellent? I don't. You're um, just oftentimes, like off. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The lodges will have the right ones. Okay. And so I wouldn't, I mean, I'd bring something just to have it in your um, in your travel bag, but the, the, usually the lodges will have the right one yeah. you know, for that particular right. area. Um, but yeah, so the packing, the right color of clothes, you know, knowing what to bring. You usually want, Safari, even when it's really hot, a longer sleeve shirt, like mm-hmm. but of, yeah. of light cotton, just again, so that you don't get bitten. Definitely medications. These are more remote places that you're going to. Okay. And oftentimes the lodges will have like kind of the staff pharmacist, or so right. the, the mm-hmm. resident person who does things. But, you know, people will sometimes bring anti-malarials. They'll bearing um, you know, all different medicines. They'll get prescriptions from their doctor to go just in case they, just in case you get sick while you're there because it's a pretty far trek right. out. You have to get shots in the U.S. before going Africa, you right? Don't. Or you don't? You no. don't. Not, not to Tanzania. Okay. I mean, some people do, um, but we did not for this trip. Right. Um, th- that actually just made me think of just, so we know when we, when we talk to you about going to these different cities and you experience all these different cultures and different people, you just mentioned something that made me think, like, is it kind of like a culture shock or just so different or bizarre when you see all this, like, exotic wildlife and bugs and things that you would never see in, you know, L.A. or America? In your backyard. Because no, I'm like, – We don't have bugs in L.A. <laughs> we do, but, like, different species of things that you probably would never even have seen before because that just – it is pretty crazy, especially yeah. your first time on safari and certainly to this part of Africa because just the the level, the you know, the mass migration of animals is, is something unlike you've ever seen before. I mean, there's nothing that can kind of yeah. prepare you for that. So it's it's pretty wild, no pun intended, um, <laughs> to see that and to experience that and to be out with guides who live and breathe this lifestyle oh, yeah. and, and know so much about the animals, so much about the terrain, their history, their culture. And on, on the trip we were on, we had just amazing guides who grew up, you know, this is their environment. They grew up right. in it and... and kind of know everything about these animals, know how to spot them, know their habits. And so it's such an education. I mean, it really is like a, you know, the... The science lesson you always right. want to some extent. Because right. you're not only meeting just new people, but I'm sure that's just you're seeing so many different sites yeah. and wildlife and creatures. Yeah. And 
You're and the like, guys I've never are seen just, that spider before. Yeah. Like, right. what it has is, so many legs. Right. <laughs> the guys are just so knowledgeable. One of the great things about being on these drives all day is that you just you learn so much from them. You learn about their families, their yeah. lifestyles, oh, yeah. what they do. Yeah. Obviously the animals and the countryside, but just their life and, and yeah. their perspective yeah. on things is so fascinating. Actually, like I'm so just it's it's so wild to me how you have like your travels really span like so many different cultures and locations, right? So you're in London, you're in, you know, Berlin, you're in very metropolis, you know, places, and then you go on these, you know, More safaris. And, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm sure, like, it's just the things you've seen, I'm sure, are quite crazy. I feel like, is that, like, is that kind of what makes your trip? Yes, like, yes, you do, you know, you're on assignment, and then you're, you know, you're doing all the touristy stuff, but when you meet, say, like, the locals, and you kind of get yeah. to know them, you feel the that attachment. Element. Yeah, like, does that kind of make you... Uh, you know, kind of just make that even more memorable, that place even more memorable. Absolutely. You know? I think anytime you have those people-to-people connections, yeah. like that's your strongest point. It's always your strongest memory of, yeah. of any place. It's, it's, it, the connection, it's just a connection for right? sure. Super jealous. and I'm very jealous. Thank you for that. Um, you did talk about um, your garb for dressing in safari wear in Namibia and Tanzania is uh, somewhat alike. But since we're now going on to Jill's packing hack, um, what is important to just kind of bring with you on any trip, no matter, no matter if it is safari, tropical, yeah. um, city-like? What is something that is particular – that always stays in your carry-on besides denim. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> besides denim. Um, I would say one of the things that I think most people, and I certainly was one of them, kind of underestimate is the importance of outerwear. So your jackets, um, I usually have like one or two, one that you're wearing on the plane, and then maybe something that's lighter that could be just a lightweight jacket if you're going out at night. But the importance of light outerwear, because if you think about it, when you're traveling, you're out and about most of the day, you're usually in something like that. So having something that you love and you're comfortable in and you feel kind of stylish in. You feel good in. Yeah, you You're feel traveling good in. in style. Yeah, I think that's a great investment for a trip. A lot of times we think about, oh, what we need to wear every single day and all these different outfits. But when you're out and about, you're always in that jacket or you're always in that. And so having a great piece that you love that's right. comfortable and, you know, and kind of stylish, right? Because that's one of the mainstays you're wearing for, you know, the 12 days or however long you're gone for. So I, I say invest in outerwear. Definitely. Where it is. Right. Convinced. Right. <laughs> well, Jill, that is all the time we have for today. But thank you so much again for being with us. Um, this is our last podcast for some time. So we appreciate the time and taking us on these great journeys through all these different locations. Um, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. Listen to Jill take you around the world in style, live every week right here or 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. For immediate access to Jill's destination guides, blog, and show notes, please visit JillPater.com. And follow her on Instagram at JillPater.com.